0: Hello and welcome to your daily dose of truth to hear. I am Melanie Keenan and today's program it's Thursday. So it's diving deeper Bible study. We are live today. So feel free to chat, ask questions. I might not have the answer, but you um, can still talk about it. So with that saying, we've been studying the feasts of the Lord for the last eight weeks. And It's been an exciting journey to see the purpose of the feast, to see how it affects our lives even today. Even though we're not Jewish descent, we're not the chosen people of Israel, but it still can benefit us. It still causes us to pause out of this life that we have and acknowledge how great God is, acknowledge what he has done for us. And so if you've missed the last seven weeks, um, let me tell you the topics. We went over the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath and why do we need to celebrate it? Um, the Passover. Oh, that was a great study. I enjoyed that one. I I urge you to look at that one, especially the feast of the Pentecost, the Rosh Hashanah, the feast of trumpets, the day of atonement. And today we're going to talk about Sukkot the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of the Booths. So before we begin, though, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you could share it as well, we are trying to get everybody onto the YouTube channel at truth to hear So if you have missed any of um, the episodes, the teachings, the sessions, feel free to go to our YouTube channel at Truth2Hear for all of the daily doses that um, are on there, whether it is the Truth Talk program, diving deeper, a conversation, or uh, encouraging word at the end of the week. You'll find everything on our YouTube channel at Truth2Hear, as well as our Facebook at Truth2Hear. So let's get on with today's study. We are going to talk about the Sukkot and I'm not really sure I'm pronouncing it right. And, and let me just say this, you might know more than I do. So join in, teach me a little bit. I'm don't, I don't uh, profess to be a scholar in this at all. I just know what the Lord has laid on my heart to understand. I know how we and my family have celebrated and how I continue to celebrate. Um, the feast that the Lord has for us and the importance of it. And so I just want to share that with you. So if I get something wrong, or if I um, don't have enough information for you, well, I'll tell you where to go. Here's some good places to go online. You can um, look up the International Fellowship of Christian and Jews, shabbat.org, amazing website to get information on how to do it and to get links. Um, They are amazing in giving away their understanding of the Lord and and how important his holidays are, his feasts are, among other things. And learnreligions.com is also a good website for information to understand. Um, So those are three really great sites that I use to, to gain understanding as well as some, you know, hardcover books that I have but feel free, look at those, and do your own studying. I always say, do your own studying. You know, that's the best way that you learn. But today, let's get on. Sukkot, so the Feast of Tabernacles, or some say the Feast of Booths. and We'll explain why it's called that in just a second. So it's September 20th through to September 27th. So it's a seven-day, week-long celebration of the Lord. Now, the first two days, the 21st and the 22nd, remember that we do evening first and then morning. So it starts the evening before the 21st to the evening to two days. All right. So you start the evening before the 21st and then you go two evenings and then that is a Sabbath. So that's when you do no work. This Sabbath does allow some food preparation. And some interaction with um, people in public arenas. But overall, it is a Sabbath rest from the work to prepare you to be still before the Lord and to seek him in all that you do. So what does it look like for a person, a family to celebrate, to honor the Lord with a Sukkot? Well, first, let's understand what it is. It comes five days after the Day of Atonement. So here we are. You prepared yourself from Rosh Hashanah for the new year to have God reflect on your past year, to, to give God your new year. And then you went into the Day of Atonement where that is. Prepping you to see yourself, to, to to repent of your sin, to be cleansed of all unrighteousness for the coming year, to be blessed by God in all that you do, that you can succeed, to be free from that sin, that burden, to remember that Jesus Christ is the full atonement. So those are heavy celebrations of the Lord, and they take a lot of weight off of us and it takes a lot of um, grace and mercy. We get to receive it. So here we are entering in five days after the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur and it's a time to celebrate. This is a time where you do no work. You have candles lit at night. You have festive meals and you celebrate. What are you celebrating? Everything I just talked about. You're celebrating that you are prepped for the new year. Spiritually, you are ready for this coming year. You're celebrating the gathering of the harvest, the provision that God has given you, given the Israelites in the the wilderness, but also given you personally. You're celebrating God's miraculous protection. Did he protect the children of Israel Yeah. I mean, even in their murmuring and complaining, he still protected them. It's a miracle what he does. And I can tell you, God has protected me in amazing ways throughout my life and my family and friends and and associates. There's miracle stories all around of God's provision, of God's way that he leads us from season to season and path to path. And so it's a time to celebrate that. It's a time of three words joy, commemoration, which just means to remember, and unity. Joy at the Lord, joy in the Lord, joy of the Lord. It's a time to say, whoo, the past is behind us and the future. It is good because God is with us. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is with us, with you and with me. It's a time of commemoration, remembrance, to always remember how God got you where you are today. That you are alive today, whether you're in a a harsh season, a season of refinement, a season of sorrow, or a season of joy and gladness. No matter what season we find ourselves in, in the Lord we are to remember his goodness and a season of unity a season and we'll see it where we're in a little in a moment but where it didn't matter what level of relationship you had with Jesus it didn't matter what you were who you were it was a season of unity to bring everybody together unified Wouldn't that be amazing these days to have any communities come together, unified, saying, hey, the Lord is good. Remember what he did. And let's just let's just get over our differences and be together before the Lord. I just think this is one of my favorite um, holidays as one of my favorite remembrances, um, because. What they did, the reason why it's called Sukkot, and it's a feast of tabernacles or booths, is because for that week, you spend most of your time in what's called a Sukkot, and that is a foliage-covered booth. Now, it sounds weird. Like, where are you going to put that, right? Well, let me tell you. Let me show you some pictures of some authentic booths, and they go from, you know, modest to elaborate. So... Here's a here's a rather modest one. So a succot has three walls and a roof. All right. So the front is open, and you have the three two sides, three sides, and then a roof. So a is made with foliage, and it's 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 natural foliage and not processed or chemically treated. It's got to be natural foliage. And so you can actually purchase something like this online, it's called a Sakop kit. And they're relatively, you know, they can go from reasonably priced to very expensive, but you have like the bamboo the seal in there. You can make them out of those bamboo bamboo rolls that you see in the stores. Um, You can make them out of sheets and then you cover with foliage. So you're always gonna have some kind of greenery, some kind of foliage on and around your sakar and so isn't that beautiful and and you sit see the table there and you're going to spend most of your time for that week in this you're going to eat all of your meals in a sakar let's go through another one here's one that is rather fancy now this is for a most elaborate one um so there's one that's very very elaborate you can see they have a sitting area and they have their dining area and say that you're an apartment what are you going to do if you're an apartment this is what you're going to do even apartment buildings people have been able to secure a sukka, and you do the three and then it's open at the apartment so they use their balconies to make a sukka. and um here's one i think is very cute here's one that you can purchase for a child so they can have their own space to seek the lord and to be with the lord and remember him now the reason i love this um celebration of the lord is i remember when my young ones were very young my children and we used to in the living room we used to make put up tents in the living room um or we would have you know how you make those forts out of all the blankets in your house and chairs and we would have a Feast of Booths in our living room, and it was a special time. It was a time that we got to set apart and have that family time of seeking the Lord. And it was different because it was, it was exciting. It was fun. It was joyful to remember the goodness of God together, to be set apart, even in your own home, in a different way that says, hey, in here in this fort in this tent in our living room we can laugh and be joyful and we can remember god and how good he is and we will recount the things that god had done over the years and it's it's still a special memory to this day and so i urge you you know you can you can do something like that it can be very simple um how the lord lays on your heart to honor this is is It's flexible because you have to remember, like we've said, Jesus came and he fulfilled the law. But he didn't do away with honoring God on these holidays, on these celebrations that he has set for us. Um, Any questions you can feel free to to ask. So what does it look like in the authentic Jewish celebration of the Lord? Well, here we go. They spend as much time as possible in the Sukkah. They eat all their meals in it. And so it's very relaxing, it's different, but that's where they mainly stay as much as possible. Now to prepare, excuse me, you have the four kinds. Now these are branches. You have a palm branch called the lulav, And I know, I am not pronouncing these right, You have two willows, you have a minimum of three myrtles, and one citron. Now, those are the four, it's called the four kinds, it's the four kinds of branches. And what you do with those four kinds of branches is you take the first three, all right? So that would be, um, let's look back at that graphic, you take the first three, and that would be the palm branch the two willows and the three myrtles and you branch them together okay so you take the first three kinds bound them together and every night what you do with that's called the arba minim i really arba minim and you say a blessing over them okay now The last thing, the last one is called the etrog, etrog, and that is the last kind that is set apart. That was the citron, which is called the etrog. So that stays separate and apart. So what do you do? You bless every night. You wave them in certain ways, and I urge you to look that up if you want this to be part of your celebration. You wave them in certain ways to the east and to the west and hold them a certain way. And you bless them. Now, I think the blessings are so important. Here's a blessing. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us regarding taking the law. Here's a a blessing over the Etrog. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life. Sustained us and enabled us to reach this occasion Now you can't deny how beautiful The words are to be able to pray those blessings To the Lord in such a high holy occasion It's just um, it, It moves your heart and so when you After you say the blessings, you bring the lulav and the etrog together, and that's called a mitzvah, right? Um, And again, if you want this to be part of it, then by all means, you know, go to these websites that I put up a little earlier. I'll put them up again uh, at the end of the video, and you can get step-by-step directions on everything you wanted to do. But I didn't want to make this video, one, complicated because I'm not really good at giving directions or instructions. And two, it would probably be a two hour long video. And so I want to give you just the basics of it and let the Holy Spirit move you to do your own research. Look up and see the complete details um, that is available to you. So like I said earlier, one of the main things is unity. It is um, often sought that that's what the four kinds stand for. All right. It symbolizes the different levels of the knowledge and observance from different sects of Jewish people. So some say, you know, I'm going to honor it to the fullest. Um, some don't, but they are still God's chosen people. This brings them together, the bringing the, the two, the, hold on, let me put that back up. Right here, the making the mitzvah, bringing the lulob and the ephra together, bringing the two branches together is symbolizing bringing all of Israel together in unity as a nation, regardless of their Torah knowledge or their observances, despite the differences that they have, in the way they live their everyday life, and they honor God, they come together in this holy way. It would be amazing to see any other group of people come together and say, you know what, forget the differences, let's just come together. Let's just do this in honoring of the God who is all of our gods. He is my God. He's your God. It doesn't matter our differences. As long as we have the one and true God, we can get past our differences. So, nightly, what do you do? There's blessings. They light candles at night, and they have special meals, festive meals. And they say blessings over these meals and over the candle lighting. And again, I love the way that the blessings are said. You, you just can't get better at explaining what it is you're trying to get across and, and getting to the heart of it before the candles are lit. There is a blessing. And I want to read that. There's two of them. Blessed are you, Lord our God. King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to kindle the light of Shabbat and of the festival day. Acknowledging that they're there because God called them to be there. We can sit with our family and acknowledge, light a candle and acknowledge, God, we're here celebrating your holy day, your Sukkot, because you got us here. The second one is blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this occasion. Again, just saying God, we're only here because you sustained our life. You granted us this life. It's not my own. It belongs to you. And we're here on this holy occasion because you have saw fit to to cause us to be healthy enough To be of right mind enough. To have life and breath in us. I think that's so beautiful. And and the meal, before you eat the meal, um, there is a blessing that they speak over the meal. And it says this, Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe. Again, always explaining Always stating who he is, acknowledging that the Lord God is king of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to dwell in the Supa. So again, acknowledging, hey, we're not here on our own will. We couldn't think to build a booth in our home. We didn't make this up, Lord. You command us to spend this time in reverence of you to commemorate you, oh Lord. When's the last time you took the time to just tell God, you know what? I'm here because of you. I work the job I work because you saw fit to give me that desire to go to school, to get an education, to get this job. You gave me favor before men to grant me this job. When's the last time we? We looked at our family and we gave God thank you that you saw fit to give me these children and my spouse. It's an amazing thing to take a moment and just tell God, thank you. I can tell you, we don't do it enough. Our life is so hectic. We go from appointment to appointment, to task, to task, to next goal, to next thing. And when we get downtime, we just want to veg out and just sleep. Oh, excuse me. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Um, but here, taking a week and taking time to just thank God. I am where I am because of you. We do what we do in celebrating the feast because you command us to do so. The Lord has put it on my heart. And if you're watching this video, he's probably put it on your heart too. And then they go through the Psalms of praise and they read them. They read them nightly. Now, I don't know if they read all of them in one night, but it's the Psalms 113 to 118. And they read through them as a family joined together. And if you're single or widowed, it's fine. Read on you and the Lord. Some of my best things is reading by myself, as you know, I'm often alone. So there's no no worry about that. I don't want to offend anybody by saying your family. Sometimes we are alone and, and that season is just as good. Um, I know I'm not saying that right, so I'm gonna stop talking about it. But saying the Psalms of praise, reading them, meditating on them. Glorifying God with applying them to how we, excuse me, to give praise to God. It's really, I'm not tired. I just have a yawning issue right now um, when I talk too much. So just forgive me for that. And then what they do is they do nightly singings and dancing. It truly is a celebration, a celebration that the year ahead of them is blessed. A celebration that the Lord has given them complete redemption through Jesus Christ, through the forgiveness of their sin. That's an amazing time. So what do you do at the last part of it? The last day is called Hashanah Rabbah and that is the seventh day a Sukkot. That is the day, according to their beliefs, that Our fates for the coming year, which were signed on Rosh Hashanah and sealed on Yom Kippur, are finalized. This is it. Your coming year, what the Lord has planned for you shall be given to you. You have acknowledged him and his goodness and his miraculous power and provision. You have succumbed and yielded and, and came before the throne of God with humility asking forgiveness for all of your sins. you received Jesus as your savior, the one who has forgiven your sin, who cleansed you with his righteousness. And now we celebrated, we gave him glory, and our year to come is amazing. Ah, it's so good, it's so good. I hope that this just inspires you to seek out more about how you are led to celebrate the Lord's Feast. And even just sitting and putting it on your calendar. Putting the dates on the calendar. When we're done with this today, we're going to put all the dates up. The next ones are in May. So we'll let you know. But put them on your calendar and just ask the Lord, how do I celebrate? now you might not go out and get a zakah but can you celebrate it can you honor him yes you can you can give prayers of thanksgiving you can take time to reflect on the goodness of the lord see the holy feasts of the lord it they cause us to truly take time to stop the business and the chaos to take time purposely to reflect and praise him for All he has done for being the God of miracles, deliverance, and provision. He's not only given those things and those promises to the Israelites or his chosen people. He's given them to you and to myself. These times to celebrate the Lord's feast, they prepare us to be able to receive all of God's divine plans for us in our days ahead. Isn't that glorious? It's just amazing. You know, you think, well, I I don't have time. But I'm going to tell you what, when we take time for the Lord, somehow he multiplies our time. And it's worthy. It's He's worthy. It is worth it. It is beautiful. So I hope that it's helped you today. Um, again, if you want to see this again, or any of the other um, Daily Doses of Truth to Hear, especially the ones that we talk about on diving deeper um, all the feasts you can find that at our youtube channel at truth to hear um, or also our facebook at truth to hear as well um, i'd like to ask you to join with me now in praying for bridge the gap um, it is a transition and educational center that the lord has told us to uh open up we are in the foundational stages but it's going to be a safe environment to help women and children transition from all they lost to who they are called to be. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a house um, that we have acquired. The Lord has gifted us with this house. Um, Of course, it comes with monthly payments and expenses, but here it is. You can find that um, Bridge the Gap house tour on the YouTube channel at Truth To Hear. And you can see the whole entire tour, see what God has done, the beauty of it um of course there is a lot to do to get this transitional house open and running where we can accept the women and children to come in and um gain their life back so if you'd like to help donate um at paypal or venmo or you can go to our website toothtohear.org and there is a page for donations um purchasing uh items such as let me see i didn't think about this before but you can purchase items um off the website we have t-shirts mugs canvas bags and hats and the proceeds will go to the bridge the gap home as well i thank you for joining me today i hope it's been as wonderful for you as it has been for me so until next time thank you in his steps and for his glory. Here's a schedule for the rest of the week. And in case you missed it, the days before.